Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. O leader of the house of Israel, giver of the law to Moses on Sinai, come and rescue us with your mighty Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Now this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary had been betrothed, was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary or wife into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took his wife into his home. He had no relations with her until she bore a son, and he named him Jesus, the Gospel of the Lord. You're still beating your wife? I don't. I didn't. I still don't now. That's what that until bit is at the end. Here's... Um, Here's what I want us to focus on, and this will probably be kind of our attention for the better part of the week, because I'm giving the boys some time off before Christmas. The uh, Muslims have a tradition that looks very much like the rosary. It's a beaded prayer. It's called the vicar. And um, it's a recitation of what are called the 99 names of Allah, of God, as they appear in the Quran and the Ahadith. But they're not really names. Uh, they're, they're more like titles that are given to God, both in the Bible and in the Quran. And the idea is that by meditating on sort of the attributes of God, so these would be things like all-merciful, all-powerful, all-loving, all-good, right? That by meditating on like what makes God God, that we become more godly. In these last days of Advent, the church does something very similar we turn our attention to the way that the tradition has talked about God, which is very, very different than what will happen next weekend. Listen again to Jeremiah. In his days, Judah shall be saved. Israel will dwell in security. And this is the name that they shall give him. The Lord is our justice. This is a very weird thing to do. So you, you wouldn't call, you know, you, you, um, you might call your spouse or your lover, you know, my sweet, my heart, 
uh, you know, the Irish, they say a, a storm, a cree, the pulse of my heart, right? We use flowery language like that. But you'd never look at, at, at your girlfriend and say, you are supreme goodness. You wouldn't look at your husband and, you, and, and say, you are the source of all mercy. Like, nobody would do this kind of thing. You wouldn't even look at a kid, a really good kid, and say, you are the fullness of all that is sweet. Wait a minute, they won't be, right? And yet, that's precisely the kind of language that's used about God. So when we talk about God's names, right, they're primarily these exalted attributes that are totally beyond the scope of a human being. It's barely within our competence to recognize and put a name to, let alone to try and, like, grasp ourselves, to become ourselves. What nobody ever imagined, whether Jeremiah in calling God justice or Isaiah in calling a person God with us, was that God would actually just be called like Steve or Bob or Fred or Joshua. And yet that's precisely what happened, right? So that it turns out that God's name isn't Superman. It's something much more like yours. This is not because you are a God. You're probably not even all that godly. I surely am not. But it's because God grants competence to human beings that aren't ours by right, that we could never have all on our own. We're not that good. We're not that smart. We're not that merciful or clever or sweet. We're, we're only occasionally those things by fits and starts and usually only to the people that we think it matters to. <laughs> but he is not. He is one like us, in flesh like ours, even possessed of a soul like ours. And yet he manages to be all those things and more we cannot yet name. I've been giving as a penance the last couple of weeks, um, go through both the litany of the Sacred Heart and the litany of Loretta, the litany of the Blessed Mother, two gems from the tradition, which are basically, they're kind of like our 99 names of Allah, right? They're, 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 they're multiple ways of talking about Jesus. Father of the poor, great consoler, all these kinds of things, right? Flowery names we give to Jesus. I've been telling people to go through them, or in the case of the Blessed Mother, the litany of the Blessed Mother, to go through the litany of the Blessed Mother. Find one of those invocations that's really hitting where you are right now. And make that your focus, especially in these last days of Advent. So if you're struggling, say, with charity to the poor, well then, maybe Jesus, Father of the poor, is where your mind needs to be right now. If you're finding yourself in the midst of sort of Christmas blues, then maybe Our Lady, under the title, Source of Our Joy, is where your attention needs to go right now in order to reset yourself for the feast. This could go a hundred different directions. I think there's... 64 or so invocations between the two litanies. Like, you'll find something there for you, but find a way to focus yourself in these last days so that this last week might find you more prepared than the rest. And that when we meet him here at the altar each day, we might recognize the one who is perfection itself in flesh, just like our own.